This is a warning, another cut to move on. Another beat that's so strong, hold on, and I get wicked in this song. Stir up shit as the wit gets wisdom. All right, here we go. Episode 10 RT Podcast with George Costa and Rich Felton. 10, 10, 10, <laughs> We're in 10. full party mode here. Prestige um, worldwide, worldwide, worldwide. <laughs> what is up, George? Boats and hose. <laughs> <laughs> Boats and hose. Bikes and hose. <laughs> oh, man, the Catalina wine mixer. Here we go. So, uh, yeah, so last time we recorded was uh, about six weeks or so ago, and uh, I think the Vegas National had just happened, Yeah. and um, you've been super busy with just life stuff, Yeah. Uh, yeah. having bought a brand new house and everything, so, uh, but um, why don't you give us a little rundown on what's going on in your end in BMX? Uh, BMX, yeah, we have. It's actually been really slow uh, here up in the NorCal. Um, a lot of California, we've had a lot of weather. So sales-wise, our local scene is dead. Um, so our, our our local scene, we have a, for those of you who don't know, our old trailer, our old race trailer is out at the Oak Creek track, which is the number one track in the nation last year. So pretty busy track for us. Um, and it has been just slow. Uh, we've had a ton of rain ton of rain it won't stop still coming so i mean obviously uh well obviously the the two tracks in uh sacramento valley here are both dirt tracks turns and everything so i mean the rain just shuts shuts this valley down um and it's i wouldn't call it lucrative but you know it's stable we have people we sell stuff and parts and you know uh parts were out in bmx so um it's really hampered our sales both in the trailer and here in the uh in our shop because you know just four or five miles from the shop or from the track so that that's kind of sucked i mean it's not you know we're not going to go out of business or anything but um it's nice to have income (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah, yeah. um we had vegas uh, which did well and then um, on the West Coast, we just did Phoenix, which I did attend. Um, so the Nationals keep, you know, those are those can do really well. Um, they're both average or a little above an average if we did a, you know, five year. So it was okay. So there, there's still kids racing and spending money. So that's good on the business side. Um, How was Phoenix? Just, um, it was beautiful, man. The weather was great. Um, racing was good. Uh, we had five or six kids there. So it was on the medium to low turnout on with our riders um we've had you know some transplants go east and then um they were splitting we had you know houston phoenix florida i think it was back to back to back almost um close enough if it wasn't so people seem to be picking and choosing which one they're picking and choosing which one they're going to go to a lot of the older kids opted for the houston florida skipping phoenix because the big hill stuff you know we got most of our kids are a little older want to do that super x and junior and all that kind of stuff so um A decent turnout in Houston, um, then a great turnout in Florida. Had a big squad there. I know we got second um, in the team stuff on Saturday, so that was cool. Oh, nice. um, we were able to welcome Romain Mayhew back into the black and golds. Uh, his uh, Serene's Club in France let him run our colors uh, when he raced in the United States, so that was really cool. Um, just changed his sponsors to that team sponsor. So, um, I saw some it's just, picture of him like hanging out in like the, the tailgate of a car. It didn't look like he had tangent on um the first so we we had his jersey made last minute um an outfit in arizona they actually made him the same day i sent him the file we two-day aired him there and so uh thanks to paul gruber for that um got him done straight away like just quick literally send him the file at 10 in the morning he's like okay you know that and they're done and what do you want me to send him (laughs) holy shit he's like shipping's going I am pumped on that. I can't wait to see that photo because I, I zoomed in on that photo and he had a running gear on his bike. So I'm, I'm like stoked on that. Uh, <laughs> who, uh, a Romaine? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, I mean, he's he does his own thing. So it's, it's just yeah, he's yeah, on no, the frame. So if, and we're like, we run the frame, then 
because uh, then he can be you know part of the squad. So we they, yeah. they didn't get there until Saturday. So he wasn't running the black and gold till Saturday. Yeah. Um, and good on him. He made the main botes. Um, our uh, Sylvan was there, which is part of our cartel. Who else runs a red and chain ring most of the time? Um, <laughs> we just like, sent him some down there because yeah. And, uh, he was looking for like fifty tooth gears or something crazy, yeah. you know, something big. <laughs> um, so fifty fourteen. Yeah, it's crazy. We have, I think we have fifties. <laughs> yeah, we go up to fifty. So yeah. then, um, uh, Mathis was there. Um, all the all the other kids were there running their respective classes. Um, so yeah, it was it was a good turnout there. I, I didn't go to that one, but I watched it. Um, yeah, it was good. And then um, we got Bakersfield next weekend, so we will attend. That's a NorCal race. I saw that. Yeah, the weather's kind of stayed more north of them, so everything should be good. And I think they're all slurried and paved and all that, so it won't be a problem anyway. But yeah, so that's kind of where we're at the last couple of months. Um, I know the schedule has been kind of the same for the last couple of years for the most part, but I don't know if it's because they're getting older or whatever, but I just feel like it's like every week. It's just like another race and another race. No, and it's a, always like that. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It's but, like that for sure. I mean, we travel to 70% of them. So yeah, that, that hasn't changed. Yeah. It's that's I just know. you be, be living in your cave. Wild. <laughs> I, I am living in a cave for sure. Yeah. <laughs> me. Yeah, so yeah. what's been up with you for the last six weeks? Uh well, we've been Got just a little bit, little bit going on. Yeah, we've we've I've been doing a lot of stuff here internally in the shop. Like obviously we live in Alaska, so there's not a whole lot going on here for riding or anything like that. But uh um but yeah, I mean, like if you're getting wet weather every day, we're getting oh we're we we actually haven't had a ton of snow, but it's actually supposed to start snowing tonight a shit ton and tomorrow is going to be like a couple See, inches on the ground or whatever so you got to put on your goulashes to get out to work yeah <laughs> I, I might get my my sneakers might get a little cold because like, yeah. my commute is about 10 seconds so that's so awesome um <laughs> obviously like best thing i ever did was was building this place but yeah yeah no i've been uh so i have i, I talked about a little bit the last time that um i was i think i was almost done with a prototype part and i got that done got pretty happy with it uh refined a couple of things before i sent it out for testing i have a rider uh not anybody i sponsored just a kid that was willing to uh ride it in florida and he's been putting it through its paces and everything and and everything seems to be holding up so all signs are looking pretty good on that and uh basically what i've been doing with that is planning all of the programming and production for the part and right. uh you know it's i'm doing it all on the new machine that i got and i'm trying to do it with uh like my my eventual goal is that i'm going to populate the entire bed of the machine at night and run out a whole bunch of parts and in the morning come into like finished units that yeah. nobody had a hand in 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 flipping anything over or yeah. doing anything you know? so cool <laughs> so yeah i mean that's that's like a big goal of mine right now and uh uh in doing something like that you gotta be really <laughs> careful about the programming of it and yeah. so i'm just like yeah. really taking my time on doing all these little parts because i don't want to go too far like like just the pallet tooling that i need it, they're like 200 bucks a piece and you know right. you have 800 dollars worth of pallets for we're loading up four pallets in the machine and um you don't want to go ham and and think you have it done from like start to finish and then cut all this stuff and realize shit i should have moved this thing like over one inch because <laughs> right, right. when i do this it interferes and, and all that kind of stuff so um i think that uh i'm gonna be jumping back on that 
more heavily. I was also trying to give the product some time and testing because right. um, I didn't want to release something that, you know, might end up having an issue potentially because we are trying to push limits with um, making things light. So oh, right, uh, that's right. like, that's like, <laughs> that's like what I love. It's like the F1 of BMX type of approach. Like yeah. I, I want to do that, you know, where we're trying the to breakage. The BMX understanding is that the F1 understanding, they know, they know and understand and, and expect <clears throat> things to break. But yeah. BMX yeah. thinks, Oh, you made it. It should last forever. I don't care if it's the lightest thing on earth, you know, like, yeah, sometimes. they don't understand that these are racing parts and they're they're They can get used very hard. Yeah. If you want them light there, that comes with an inherent risk when you start yeah. making stuff that light. It definitely and, does. And, and we've definitely gone through some design revisions on things. Um, you know, the hive cranks, for instance, we've, we're on our third revision of cranks and yeah. uh, people who did have problems, sent them back to us. We, we, um, luckily like problems didn't surface when they did surface we made changes and then other problems like like those problems surfaced later on so we were ready with like replacement type stuff to get yeah, to we, get out we there the and same. uh the, the latest is has been pretty solid uh we haven't had a single issue on the latest uh third gen of that crank um for uh we released that last spring so um and the the changes people really wouldn't know unless they really like investigate yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. they know what was changed, you know, yeah. but, um, uh, but yeah, that's the kind of thing. Like, like that's why I, I'm why I have a BMX business, you know, like I want to tweak, I want to sit there. I want to try pushing the limits on a lot of different things. And, yeah. um, uh, the, 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 some of the pictures and stuff that I showed you recently, yeah, some pretty is, crazy stuff is the stuff that, <laughs> I I've been pretty consumed over the last couple of weeks because I was, I was notified a couple of months ago from George Vick that, uh, pull magazine is doing a, a 10 year anniversary issue for, uh, this like light bike issue that they did where they featured a couple of different builders who really, um, went all out making these like super light bike setups. They also tied it in very smartly to, an article from 1989 in BMX Plus that had the $10,000 BMX bike, which was a, a titanium mini from a family like in Indiana that I think they were into like race cars or something. And they made mm -hmm. this kid like a fully titanium bike that supposedly weighed 6.75 pounds. Um, and they, they tracked down that family, you know, it's actually oh, pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. The article is like super cool. That's um, cool. but at the time, like, I didn't get in on that article because nobody nobody knew I, what I was doing at the time, which was right. I had my son and I was building him a little a, a little setup, his first pedal bike. What did you say? He was and two? I, <laughs> he was two, yeah. yeah. So uh, I was obsessed 10 years ago with yeah. trying to get this bike like super light. And I, I was pretty uh, stuck on using certain size wheels and components and this and that. But I did a lot of crazy stuff on that bike. Like I made kevlar spokes um i took an s squared frame and like fully cut it all up and sanded it down and <laughs> wow. like i knocked almost 300 grams off the frame weight like wow. crazy stuff yeah. um ended up getting that bike down to seven pounds one ounce and that nice. was with stuff 10 years ago but the cool story about that build was when i was doing it it hit me that like well i make gears and everything that was available at the time for little kid gearing, it was a pretty heavy setup. Like the lightest setup you could get was running like a spider and putting like my five bolt gear on. 
And that was still like 120 gram setup or so mm-hmm. for doing something like that. And I sat there and I was like, well, I can, I think I could design a gear that's like super, super light. Right. And that's when I designed the race light gear. And for those who don't know, like my son's name is race. Uh, so I was building this bike for him and I made this gear to go on his bike. And I called is it, it spelled race. like his name. It is. It's spelled R-A- exactly like yeah, his name. Yeah, yeah. R-A-Y-C-E. So makes, it's, it's the race light gear. That's the that's the history behind that. So this, that's cool. this like goofball factory dad project that I had led to a product that's actually been really successful for us. And a lot yeah. of people are into yeah, it. We, we stock several of them for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. And, and it's a f- roughly average weight on them. Like, you know, uh, I think like a 40 tooth gear or so is about 40 grams. And that's just like ridiculously light. Yeah. like, <laughs> you know, what it did was cut a quarter pound off the bike pretty yeah, much immediately. Guys, I, I don't think we've seen really any failure on them either for how you know thin and you know er, early on when they first came out there was and yeah. we made a design change as right. you do when you have stuff yeah. like this happen and yeah. and it was a very very minor design change that we made to that gear and that really like helped strengthen it you know up into this day cool um so uh that bike project led to the development of that gear and i also made a prototype stem but i didn't have the right equipment to put that stem into production gotcha. so i i made two i think i made two of those stems ever and i put one on my kid's bike and um mike hayak ended up with uh <laughs> one of them he's, yeah he's he, in that job for the light stuff yes so he ended up with one of them too i think he has one of the original two um but i i kind of put that project off to the side and like shelved it up until i built this building and got the lathe and the lathe is really the 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 piece of equipment that i needed to put that product into uh production right and that was um the end of 2018 beginning of 2019 is when i released all those products that were ended up being on the lathe the ultralight bottom bracket the ultralight stem the adjustable cranks like all that kind of stuff because all of those products are pretty much made on the lathe so um going through that process again right now taking that bike that was you know basically seven pounds and whittling it down with new (laughs) things and i I, i'm not going to talk about all of the stuff but you did see some of the pictures yeah yeah, for sure it's going to be pretty wild when people see it and i'm not going to say what the final weight is but it's really light um but one of the things and this is something that i actually did make 10 years ago but I couldn't make it correctly was I attempted to make uh, an aluminum chain right. for the bike because a steel chain on a bike is like, it, it's, it's one of the heavy spots, like anywhere where you can replace steel with aluminum. Right. You know, if, if it, if it works for you, then it, yeah. it's going to be huge weight savings because it's a third of the density. So 10 years ago, I made this aluminum chain. I made like eight inches. And when I went to go try to wrap it, it didn't work. It wouldn't mesh. And I was already like six months into this bike build and I'm like, I got to stop. Like I'm not getting like work done. And, right. <laughs> you know, and at the time, like I had the factory team and it's like, most people I, that's a, it's a drug problem that does that for you. It's making a chain. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like, ultimate. I guess it's better that I'm doing shit like that. You know, right. I of probably course. would have a lot of problems killing some people. <laughs> but, um, so I, and a lot of people saw this 10 years ago and, and a lot of people were asking me to make it and stuff. Um, so very, very recently, uh, like last weekend, I just finished it. I did a, a production run of enough parts on the new machine to make about 
almost two chains worth. Um, and actually, uh, with a little bit of like retooling and, and reprogramming and stuff, I think I could fully make like two chains worth like per run whenever oh, yeah. I tried to so make build fixtures like that. for it and everything. Like, I can't, I'd like to see that at some point. Like, how you yeah, you? it's pretty cool how I did it. Like, cool. super yeah. simple. Like, you, yeah. it, it's, it's wild. It's something I'll That's show cool. you, but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, last weekend I ran out. Uh, the inner links, uh, the, the chain design is like a master link design. So every other link pretty much is a master link, right. but the pins are machined into the plates oh. and it's machined out of quarter inch thick aluminum. So, so then you put these master links together, You're then you have straight inner links right. and then the rollers. I ran out all the rollers on the lathe, uh, <laughs> so never small. ran, never ran parts that small on that yeah. lathe. And I was losing things like literally through the belt conveyor, like into the coolant tank. Right. So I had to figure out how to like not <laughs> to lose. catch them all. Yeah, yeah. How to catch them all. Had to overmake all this kind of stuff. Wow. You know, all of the chain parts right now are at anodize. And oh, you're anodizing um, it too. Oh, that'd be bitching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's like another thing. I'm like, I'm talking to my anodizer, like, hey, you know, if I was to make like a, you know, if I was to bring you like a thousand of these pieces at a time, like, what can I get for a price and stuff? And, and he's like, well, you know, we charge like 35 cents minimum just to put a part on the rack. Right, right. You know, right. and I'm like, fuck, well, I got like 150 pieces in this thing. You right, know, right. you're talking like a $50 chain, pretty yeah. uh, $50 in anodized. Anodize. Well, yeah, you they, you got, they got to put all that stuff on and tiny yeah, little parts. Yeah, yeah. They probably just curse you, like, yeah, we're, they're going to give you a no price. <laughs> Just, they're gonna piece. come back and they're gonna be like, "Don't ever fucking bring this here again." It's possible. Right, just stop. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> but uh, I may. Well, it's there right now. I'm waiting on on all the parts to come back. I'm gonna I'm gonna fully assemble it. Uh, take pictures. Send it off to George and uh, George Vic. And um, you know, I don't know when they're planning on on. Yeah. I, I know that like one other person. I only know one other person who would think was making something for it. I don't know if they've reached out to anyone else. Um, the the other guy that's doing it is uh, the guy who runs Helium BMX because um, uh -huh. he this is like something that he does too. He's really into like light bike builds for people. So is and he stuff. a machine machinist or is he source stuff? I don't I don't know much about him. I know um, I see his booth at the track, but I never really go there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he uh, is like he like specializes in like helping families. Like like if somebody comes to him and they're like, hey, we want to you. Know, we have this bike right now. We want to get it down to like eight pounds. Like, what can we do? And then he has a bunch of stuff that he outsources. He has some local machine stuff. And gotcha. I think he makes an aluminum bottom bracket. I think that's made here in the U.S., but I think everything else is like sourced overseas. Gotcha. And um, he he brings in some things and, and sells uh, components to people and does builds and stuff. Gotcha. But it's kind of the same sort of uh clientele essentially the the you know the factory dad that wants to build this like super light setup or whatever yeah. um the weight, yeah. the weight weenies yeah the weight weenies um that definitely has consumed me for the last couple of weeks and i actually <laughs> awesome. I, I gotta get it done because it's like i'm not getting other work done that i need right. to get done to actually you know create new products right um, but the cool thing is that it has like 10 years ago when i did this it kind of led to this like inspiration to create the race light gear and the ultralight stem and yeah, and so you never know, you know, what's going to come out of it, out of the development of yeah, yeah, around, I don't could know. come out with something else, yeah, yeah, and, and there might there might be some things on this that you know people see and they're like, we start 
getting people requesting like hey right. you know i want that chain let me know how much it is That's like right. you snapping know. chains baby <laughs> funny thing I, is ten, my 10 year old could run that <laughs> yeah well well that's <laughs> something we're gonna plan for because yeah. uh uh i went and had to uh, like i made the race like gears thinner so that and the chain is like really thin yeah um to get the weight down and everything but like you you will not be able to put this on like your gear or right. anybody else's gear or even How, my gears what's your thousands on like a five i think we're at 0.082 is our yeah, max for a five we, bolt. we try to keep everything for nine speed our upper limit is uh 88 thousandths uh, um that's what we set everything to and it could be lower that's fine yeah, but yeah. like we don't let things go out or yeah. we try not to let things go out yeah, over 88 four bolts, 88 max and yeah exactly 82 max see so for us we have five bolt and four bolt set the same and then race light will bring down to like uh 85 so that it could do like 11 speed yeah. um but this chain i have it set at 70 oh wow so it's 15,000 smaller small. than the than like an 11 speed setup. Yeah, now yeah. you could put you could put big chains on the gears, but right, you won't yeah. be able to put the chain that's made for a 70 tooth on right. a gear that has an yeah, 88 yeah. or 85 yeah. tooth. So totally. it's kind of it's going to like like it'll, if I do offer it, you got to have you got to have the whole setup. You got to have Yeah, yeah, yeah. Line, and, yeah. and if so. I do offer it, I I I'm going to end up offering it as like a front gear, rear gear and like chain setup. And I and I I very well may, I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's like one of these things. I had a couple of people that said, um, who do builds like this. They're like, yeah, I would sell those all day long, you know? Right. So I don't know, like we'll yeah. see, but yeah. it's pretty cool to see, uh, 10 years ago when I made that, this piece of chain, I, I held onto it for a long time. Um, I did when I, I did some work for answer, um, not that long ago that, they wanted to evaluate a bunch of chains for their yeah, own product line. You tested and, it for me. Yeah, and I went to actually my old college and had had all these chains like uh, it's called tensile testing. So we we physically pulled the chains, measured the strain, uh, pulled them all the way to breakage, collected all this data and comprised it all. And then kind of gave him uh, gave John and Blake like the best. Um, you know, like, like this is, this was what performed the best or whatever. And then they right. made the decisions on what they wanted. Yeah. But when we did that testing, I threw that aluminum chain in the mix to see oh, yeah? like, how did it do? Like, you know, exactly. Like where, where did it fail? Uh, fail. Uh, we pulled it to full failure and it took about 500 pounds to break it, what which is more, uh, almost 2000. Okay. So some steel chains will break like 1200 pounds, but right. some will break it like 2000. And oh. a lot of them are like, 1600 1600 stuff right. like that but if you think about it like you know these 2000 pound chains are holding up to like double a pros right. and then you turn around and put them on a 30 pound kid right you know it's like so there is a scale there that you no, don't totally. need it you, yeah you totally just gotta it's just that that, that i mean, my dad even when i was a kid there wasn't a lot of that going on but we ran the one yeah. inch DK mini is it well it was a quail step. We ran the smallest, we ran the mini stuff until I yeah. snapped it. You know, like it's eight <laughs> shit in a race and then I'd go to the big one, you know, the big heavy one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's how and some of these dads go, like we run it until you break it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, you know. Uh so I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But uh it's super fun <laughs> and uh and I learned a lot like making it, like the techniques that were making it on the new setup 
and everything was pretty cool. Um, we're making a lot of them at one time when I do it. Like we're doing it pretty much in two runs. Like, you know, we're making everything we need. And then, and then on the lathe, the lathe is just like, just set it and forget it. Like just let right. it just spits out roller, like every 30 seconds, a roller is coming off. A yeah. coming off. And you got to make a lot of them, but you know, it pretty much, you don't have to adjust anything. It just, yeah, runs. yeah. so, um, yeah. So we have, that's, that's going to be exciting. Um, you know, I'll have that bike at, I think I'm only going to, we have a national here in Cape Cod in Massachusetts this summer. I'll probably only be at that national this year in grands because everything else is like super far and I just don't yeah. want to travel to it. Yeah. Um, but I will have that bike available at grands for people to check out and, you That's know, cool. shit the pants on yeah, how much yeah. it weighs. And you saw pictures of like yeah, the, the new, really the freaky. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Insane. Because <laughs> the chain isn't even like the craziest thing on that right. bike. That, yeah. That's that pretty that wild. <laughs> I have one of like, I'm sitting there looking at it like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. I've been pretty busy with that. Um, in the midst of, uh, you know, I, I, I had this employee who left at the beginning of December. Really haven't had like desire to hire anyone else to fill the role. So I've been going out and like running equipment during the day. And, you know, it's good to do that from time to time because every single time I do something like this, I sit there and I'm like, wow, this part of this job really sucks. Like, what can I improve? Right. You know? So I start looking for things to like make better right. and uh, came up with this idea that I, I'm actually going to turn into a product and, and, and market it and stuff. It's uh, it's basically like a productivity product, which I showed you, but it's, it's essentially a um, Allen wrench that gets chucked up into the CNC machine that has the ability to like, uh, it's essentially spring loaded in travel yeah. and uh, you can program it essentially like in, when we're running gears, we have the step one, step two operation on our step two operation. We have four bolts that holds the gear down pretty much on every single type and size of gear that we have. So, you know, the, 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 the process for us is put the plate down on the pallet put this little fixture on top with a couple of bolts, grab a drill with a torque setting on it, bam, 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 tighten it, run, run the program. It cuts everything out and then open up the machine again, loosen, 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 yeah. loosen. Same here. Thousands of times per year. Yeah. Like hundreds, hundreds, a, day. hundreds a day. Like <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So uh came up with, when I'm doing it, I'm like, what can I improve about this process? You know? And, and, I thought about making this tool and I very, very quickly like kludged together something and made something that I can program and it's in my, it's in my carousel right now and I can call up the tool and it goes over and it loosens all four bolts automatically while I'm doing something else and just takes up all that time. It, and when, time on that, just like interject real quick. Time on that is even one thing. It's your operator holding the drill. Like, yes, because so, we're the same. We have one, two, so it's one, two, three, four, five. So say a five bolt, there's five, 10, <clears throat> 11, 12. There's 12, there's 12 drill downs and 12 drill outs every cycle. Well, there's two more on the other side, uh, 13, 14. So 15, 16, 17 per cycle. And, you know, if you yep. run 30 gears a day, it's a lot. And you're, you're holding that drill. 
um, like back, you know, Jennifer used to do it. I mean, she did it for years. Like, you, you know, your wrist gets tired. Yep. So we, we changed some stuff, went to some solid caps where you just put one in the center on finish yep. ops where it used to have, you know, all four hold downs, which the solid yep. caps are better anyway because they keep it from, you know, floating around yep. the edges and stuff. So I mean, that cut down at one point, you know, we had them all five bolt, five bolt, five bolt on all of them to change the center cap. So that took five to one, five to one. And that was like, oh my God, you know, we saved, you know, 150 drills a day or, yeah. you know, or more or whatever. So yeah, it's huge. When you show me that, I'm like, oh my God. And then just, you know, some wrist wear and, you know, anything you can have the machine do rather than a human is just better. You know, it's more time. I did some quick math on it. And just with the production that we had last year and I timed myself on, on doing yeah. it, you know, I estimated that last year, the operator I had out there spent 36 hours continuously using a drill yeah. just for loosening, yeah. just for loosening, you know? Yeah. We did some math, similar, just funny math. When we did, we used to take our, uh, before, uh, we got our new design. We, you, I think you still do it kind of, we had the thing anodized and we went back in for highlight cuts because it had like a fancy highlight cut in the center. And then it, had, you know, it was engraved oh, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. engraving yeah. tool. We've never and done we, that. We did oh, the we, math on that. that. It was but, three uh, months of machine time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I bought I bought a laser machine. The, the CNC is still I think it was like thirteen grand. The CNC machine is still making parts for that extra three months. Yeah. So we have three months of manufacturing, and yes. the other machine is running at the same time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like it paid for itself in six months or something stupid, you know. Yeah. So I do. I guess what you're talking about that I do is uh, machine engraving back the machine, logo. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. we still do that, but I bought a separate mill last year. Um, so it's kind of like having a laser. It's, it's like separate. having a laser, yeah. but it's all it's uh. Like I have a laser also, right? Um, I know you did, but yeah. the thing that I don't like about the laser that you know because I have all these decimal programs and we have like literally like six hundred SKUs and I already had all this work. Yeah, you done. don't want to you don't want to redo it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to redo <laughs> it. So I'm like, I have this laser, but we use it for new products like the cranks and bottom right. brackets and stuff right. like that. But all the legacy stuff, I'm like, well, I'm not going to redo that work, you know? Right. So it's a lot. We, we ended up getting another mill and it actually works out good because we run out other parts on that. Yeah. You, we're can, not you can use for other crap. Yeah. So for yeah. us, we you didn't can't use the laser for anything else except right. for laser. We, we didn't do it until we got a new program, like a new sprocket design. Like we would have yeah. went same the old one be like fucking nightmare. You've got all that stuff. You have to reprogram everything. So when we decided the new one is when we looked into getting it. So yeah, yeah. same kind of thing there. Yeah. But then, you know, we do, we, we goof around with it a lot. It, it, it's on a lot. <clears throat> so, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But I've been looking into, uh, you know, being out there, like actually doing the work and running, you know, these different machines and everything. I'm just looking to improve everything I possibly can just to yeah, make cool. everything work so much better. And, and, you know, sometimes when you have, you know, have people working and stuff, if, you know, the person might not want to make suggestions or do that sort of thing. It's on us as like, oh, well, yeah, they just don't know. There. Yeah, I got yeah guess, and yeah. they don't know. My guys, they're yeah. good at it. They're just, but they're just low. They don't, they're not, they're not thinking about machining or speeding and, there's they're not there's not those guys but um yeah yeah even teach even because we have a lot of different elements the trailer or you know ease of use of loading and unloading in space and there's a lot of shit going on and we're like dude why did we think of that four years ago you know like why are we just <laughs> not you know like you do so so many times you get in the habit and yeah. you don't think until or someone else goes why don't you have it like this like someone else suggests something you're like oh my god we've had that happen as well you know like with yeah even with we rebought when we bought the new trailer and just revamped our whole program of loading the carts in and out with the cart system we used to do something one way and one guy's like why don't you just weld the rail at the bottom of that hold your extra grid wall inside the carts instead of load it all separate and then that closes your carts we're like 
wow okay fucking rad you know one little one little c frame on the bottom and now it holds all the grid wall too like it's crazy yeah we used to close them up separately but now the extra grid wall closes the cards i mean it's simple little things but it's time saving space saving it's crazy <clears throat> yeah a lot of times it, it takes sometimes it takes like an outside perspective to take a look yeah. at something and uh then it can spark an idea that just kind of runs with it but yeah, it crazy. was pretty pretty crazy like i i i did that and i'm like and i'm looking because i'm the kind of person that I don't want to be making all this kind of stuff if I don't have to, you know, and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm like doing web searches and everything. And I'm like, damn, like I can't find anything like this. So, um, we're gonna, I'm, I mean, it's, it's in the list of things for me to do, but, uh, yeah, we're going to yeah. do like a short production run. I, I went and fully designed, um, I went and fully designed, uh, this tool and I'm going to do a short production run. Oh, yeah. and, so back to that. And, I'm excited. You know, I'll, I'll be one of your, one of your testers. Yeah, I'll, I'll send one out to you. <laughs> I think so we ran. I'll be stoked. I don't know if, and, yeah, if we can do that sub program, we can, like I said, you can use it. It'll be nice to use the legacy programs. And then, uh, I should have better, my guy, just, uh, my programmer engineer guy, he, uh, he just quit his job shop and is moving to a, a job in UC Davis. So he'll have to pass my shop twice a day uh -oh. and, and he's running, He's, he's helping uh, like engineers build stuff on manual mills. So he's, he's going from a job shop with like seven to 10 hauses, like and new programs every day, new fixtures every day, you know, pretty much uh, high pressure, high stress to run in manual mills for teachers and students. Like, Hey, mm. we need to build this. And they build it and teach them all on manual mills. So you're not a teacher, but they bring them into the department and go, Hey, we need to make this. Like, how would you go about doing this on a manual? So, so he's like, just totally slowing his brain down. And he's like, so I'm gonna need like something, and he's not gonna have access to CNCs anymore, which he, he does less little side work. I was like, dude, I'm yeah, I'm committed to you. You commit to me, like you can use my show on weekends. <laughs> I don't care if I have more access to you. So I'm yeah. like, more we need to like, goof around a little more because he'll be available. Like he can stop by on the way home, you know. Like oh, I'll come in for a couple hours. We'll knock that out. So I'm looking forward to hopefully that working out in the next you know coming months once he gets settled in, actually having him here more because there's stuff we think of but just can't do. We're not you know we don't have the time to become engineers, and so we yeah. have stuff engineered, then we have stuff set up here. Yeah, um, you know, same thing. We it's our ideas and concepts, but then we have to reach out to engineers, yeah. you know, such as yourself. Um, like we got a guy, you know, yeah. you know, with Bonso, we've used Bonsothan, we've used this guy. So we've had three or four over the years, and this guy's really yeah. good. Um, so it's nice, it'd be nice, hopefully, have some access. Go, hey, what about this? And actually, fucking draw it up and do it. Yeah. Versus now, he doesn't have the time. You know, it's like we can think of it, but getting yeah, time, it, bring, time it, bring it to like fruition, bring it to fruition is, is a lot harder than it may seem. And then bringing it into production is a whole nother deal. So. Yeah, Elon Musk says this stuff all the time. On, on, on watch like a ton of shit that he has, where he says like prototypes are easy, production is hard. Yeah, it's you know, and, and that's basically that 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 holds true with with what we're doing. Also, like yeah. making yeah, onesie twosies. I made that that stem ten years ago. Yeah. Couldn't make it in production, and now yeah. I do because I got the right stuff. Yeah, but, even you know we've had product too like we made a stem and the first runs the caps kept breaking mm. uh, where the bolts go in from over tightening and it's like dude no one checks spec and you tell them all day long it doesn't matter so we had to redesign the the cap you know stuff like that you know deal with that and then deal with like you know we had to at the time we said western power sports 100 new caps for them to replace all the caps on all the yeah. stems they had you know so yeah that's there's all kinds of stuff yeah anyway it's, it's how things get better but yeah, yeah so uh i think that that kind of wraps up bmx and business so BMX for today. got going on and yeah. uh we are on the eve of the, the start of the f1 season of q1 Coming yeah up. what time is it in where, where are they at bahrain bahrain yeah uh practice three is like tomorrow morning at 6 30 in the morning and then i think quality is uh at 10 o'clock or something like that 
at least here on the east coast it's five five eight five a.m there yeah (laughs) yeah so they're close to starting but uh yeah man i'm Super pumped. I watched all of Drive to Survive the, on the 24th. You watched all of it? Like, I watched all of it in ah, one shot. No, I all in one shot. So that's I what started, I'm trying to do. That's why I haven't watched it yet. I started at 4 o'clock and I ended at midnight. On, okay, so that's not bad. On, yeah. uh, I want to watch it all in one shot. Yeah, it's like and 10 I, episodes. I've so. had the opportunity. We've had except the party and then my Vilma's family's in town and it's just too much to get in one shot. So I tried to watch one episode the other night. My baby yeah. was running around. And so I like, and I try to like focus in. Like, I, I don't like people talking when I'm watching shows like yeah. that. So yeah. I'm rewinding it. I'm like, ah, fuck, I give up. I'm not watching Yeah, I watch it without my kids, without Gina. It was just like <laughs> right. me and the dog on the couch. Yeah. And we're just sitting there watching it. But yeah. uh, <laughs> one one thing from that, not to spoil it too much. No, I don't. I mean, super for, for funny. me, I don't care if you spoil it because it's not a race. So Yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> right. We know everything that happened. Yeah. But there's an episode with Danny Ricardo and he's like, I really feel it this year. Like it's going to be a good year. Poor guy. And I'm like, Woo, that, that is not going to age well. Yeah, no, it didn't, but he's getting paid. What age well is he get $18,000 and not drive the biggest piece of shit on the, on the grid. Million. Did you see, did you see that? 18 million? I'm sorry. 18 million and not drive the biggest piece of shit on the grid. I saw yeah, that man. the other day. That just cracked me up. Well, the hilarious thing is that, uh, McLaren is not doing well, man. No, like nobody can drive that car, but like Lando Norris, like, right. So, like, I think Lando, let me see. I had uh, results up here. Um, Lando in free practice two is ninth, like, kind of where he was last year, kind of like mid pack. Um, But Oscar Piastri is down at the bottom. They made a big gamble for that. So um, awesome. I hope he sucks. I mean, not really, because I mean, I just a Ricardo fan. Yeah, and... I feel bad for the kid that he went and did all that. And, uh, you know, he's going to be stuck behind this car that they just can't figure out right now. But yeah. um, it's wild to watch like everything happening. Like, seems like Red Bull is just they're just like, yeah, car's good. Like, yeah, <laughs> from the first lap, Max is like. <laughs> Yeah, not worried about it. Well, it was like, good last year. I mean, the, the regulations changed last year, so I mean, they're they're just yeah. But the same they path. they had they both didn't make it out of uh, like they both didn't finish Bahrain last year. True, you know, <laughs> and they were so worried about f- Ferrari and everything. But uh, the big surprise, I think, which is kind of fucking awesome to see, is uh, Aston Martin and Fernando Alonso. Like he topped uh, free practice two with the fastest time which is amazing to see uh, this guy who's been in F1 for 20 years. Yeah. Like it's his, uh, yeah, he's, he, yeah, it's he, I think 20th it was 20th year. season, which is wild. And he had a few seasons off. So I don't know how they count that really. Um, I don't know if they count the seasons or they don't count the seasons that, that he wasn't in it. Yeah. I don't but know. Um, uh, it's <laughs> he's, he definitely seems to have made so the right choice the there. You're crazy, right? I mean, and I mean, you know, that, um uh, what's lance's dad's name um lawrence lawrence you know he ain't fucking around like he's no he's a gnarly dude so <laughs> yeah just taking him taking a little longer than he had hoped <clears throat> they still even have their facility and stuff and they're still working on the old place <laughs> yeah i'm a fernando fan because he's like this underdog and like he even in drive to survive he says like f1 needs a villain and i'm your villain you know <laughs> he said it's that aw- yeah he that's says fucking, it's dude that's awesome. epic that's yeah. that's huge <laughs> so it's how about pretty- how about our our pairing, Nico with fifth? I just yeah, I had to man. see this. Where's where's I, your boy at? 
16th, man. Yeah, yeah. Fucking sorry. I don't man. know what happened to K Mag, but uh, <laughs> it was yes. one, it was like free practice one. I think K Mag was better than Nico, but Nico getting that result is really good too. I mean, yeah. he's got to be super pumped. Um, yeah. Yeah. I watched a couple of interviews outside of Drive to Survive, and uh, Nico said that uh, I think it was last year when he, was filling for um either either lance stroll or yeah. sebastian vettel one of the races he had yeah. uh, he filled in um he on like 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 when they do that uh that picture of all of the drivers right like, on the straightaway and they're all like standing looking tough he went behind k mag and said suck my balls mate and uh <laughs> he said that was the first time that he talked to him since K Mag said it to him like three or four years ago. Right, right. Which is pretty funny. So they had a That's laugh awesome. about it and they kind of like like aired it out or whatever. But right. what's what's interesting in, in Drive to Survive, because obviously they follow Haas really close and Gunther Steiner and everything and, and all of the shit going on with Mick Schumacher, you hear a conversation with K Mag talking to Gunther, and K Mag says to Gunther, yeah, you know, he, he's like, Mick just, he really needs more time, yeah. but he's, he's getting better. He's getting better. But you know, Gunther's like, yeah, but Gene doesn't care, man. You can't yeah. crash the car. Like Gene goes fucking crazy when you crash the car. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, crazy, K-Mag, right? Yeah. Came out, can't K-Mag, crash K-Mag, the car. <laughs> K-Mag goes and says, he's like, so what are you thinking? Um, you know, Danny Ricardo, uh, Nico, Nico Hulkenberg, like K Mag actually suggests Nico really? Hulkenberg, which yeah. is pretty, pretty cool to hear. You know, I think that's going to yeah. like mend that relationship there because right, I'm sure right. Nico d- didn't hear this until like Drive to Survive came out. Could be, yeah, K- he made it feel like K Mag okay, probably fine. didn't even think about it, you know, right? He's just like, you know, whatever, just talking because you're not realizing you're mic'd up and everything, right? Or right. they're listening, you know, but yeah, you, you, you forget after a while. Yeah, you know, that, that you're being listened to. You, you you're uncomfortable at first, then you just kind of it just back to your you're just about your normal business. Yeah, and that's why it's good because that guy Gunther doesn't realize like the shit that he says sometimes. <laughs> so bad, dude. So awesome. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm super stoked. Uh, it looks like this year the format uh, they're going to six sprint races. So I saw of, that six sprints. Um, I, li- I mean, for me, I like that because yeah. it makes the whole all three days more busy. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. You know, you're doing qualifying on Friday, so you <clears throat> Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like legit shit. Yeah, because today yeah. I mean, I, you got to be pretty deep into it. Like, I, I want, I'm gonna go home and finish watching. I started, I watched the highlights of FP1 because I was trying to watch a couple before we got on, but then I was on the phone for an yeah. hour and a half, and then, uh, but I had FP2 full version on, and I got about 30 minutes into it. Like, but I still wanted to watch it, and that's that's hard to watch if you're not like into it. You know I mean? It's kind of boring, yeah. but I want to hear all the stuff. They, you know, they go, they go the paddock, they did interviews and stuff that, you know, F1 geeks want to hear. So yeah. I'm going to go watch FP1 and then wake up and watch uh qualifying. Be stoked. I had FP1 and FP2 on in the shop. I have a TV in the shop, like up yeah. high, uh, right in the area where I, I, I work like the mornings on some days. And, uh, I had that on in the morning. Then I saw that the, the like after show was on uh, and I'm like, oh, I'm going, I- I'm done for the day. Like, I'm not doing any more work. Like, I'm going to go inside the office. I'm going to do go like, watch. Yeah, yeah. 
really, I didn't probably do anything in the office, but I, I like went yeah. and put it on and, and you can fake it. You can delete emails. Okay. I don't need that one. Don't need that. That's what I do. Yeah. Don't need that yeah. one. Don't need that one. Read it briefly. In- it's like, okay, well, I can't answer that one. Listen to this. Cause this is too important. <laughs> it's, it's good to do like invoicing, you know, things like that, you know, so get that kind of shit done. But, uh, there's a funny little like skit that they do in the after show, at least the one that's recorded on ESPN, um, where they, hook up Lewis Hamilton to a lie detector test and they ask him, they're like, uh, they say to him, are you going to stay in F1 until you win an eighth championship? And he says, yes. And passes the, the lie detector test, but he's like fucking sweating bullets and stuff. Like everything that they're asking him, he's like sweating bullets. It's, oh, that's it's pretty awesome. funny. That's not, the, I don't um, have ESPN. that's not the ESPN. Yeah. If you have, uh, uh, you you said you, you told me you don't have regular cable, right? No, and even on the new one, we didn't. We we just switched when we moved. We switched to Xfinity. It's considerably cheaper, so we might get at least the the basic two print, which has ESPN. We just we just I literally just plugged one of the TVs in day before yesterday. We haven't even been oh, okay, around with yeah. shit like that. So yeah, so if you have an account, then you could log on online on ESPN, and everything is recorded. Gotcha. And then you could go back and watch it all and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. And that that's how I typically watch it because you know it's just basically everything's right there. Yeah, I have um, for ten bucks, and that's pretty good. So yeah, but I think but it's the content storage as well. It's good the content. Sky Sports content is what you want to see because that's where oh, they're doing all these little yeah. shows and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, so if there's just a single a single uh, like subscription to just espn i'll get for f1 season <laughs> yeah but it looks that. like uh it seems like you know at least from initial testing and at least from what people are talking about like it i think red bull may be another step beyond where they were last year and ferrari seems like they did improve a little bit but i don't know if they're going to be there to catch them aston martin i actually think may have moved so high up that I think they're going to challenge Mercedes and George Russell three. and Lewis Hamilton are not confident. They, they, no. they, they have literally said we have so much more work to do in this car right now. Like it's not there. So they, they said it's not bouncing anymore, which is a good thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. They're pretty beat down right now. Um, yeah, they, I've, I've watched, you know, watch YouTubes and they, you know, they're, we're so far along with the, the zero side pods that we can't, really go back i mean it'll be so such a big i mean you they they can't start back that far to to go to a regular side pod so they've got to keep moving forward with this car so they uh, yeah they're it's not even on some of the other stuff that like they're just they're kind of fucking in a limbo going oh my god like yeah we can't, we can't restart with side pods i mean i guess they can copy something and mess with it but we've almost got this one developed but not where we want yeah they're they're in a rock and hard place for sure yeah they definitely like they they committed to that design they said that they have tracked the bad design decision uh, down to one item, and they didn't say exactly what it is. Oh, really? But it was like yeah. one no decision. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was one thing that like had has like propagated and di- and dictated all their problems, and until they fixed the porpoising, they couldn't work on anything else. So they're almost like a year behind yeah. to some extent. Right. Even with an engine that is like phenomenal and like super powerful, right? Um, in I think free practice one, there's a segment of it where they talk about they they they, they have data and they they show it on the screen and it's uh, George Russell, Leclerc, and 
um, Max Verstappen. And there's one turn in Bahrain where like pretty much the whole track, like the, 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 all three graphs are like on top of each other. Right. And then there's one turn in Bahrain where Max is pulling a whole G more really? than the other two guys. And they're and, like, and we're going to lose the race. Enough. What? And saving his tires enough. Yeah. Because another G is a lot more tire wear. Yeah. Yeah. But another G means that they're going that much faster right, through right, right. the turn. But he still, like, than... he still has tires at the end. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Some yeah. of those guys, they do that shit and the tires, well, they're saying that Max has, his awareness is just out of control. Like his yeah. race ability, like his tire awareness and all that. You know, I know they call it Checo last year, year for the tire whisperer. Yeah. But they don't talk about it with Max, but he does that. Like he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't abuse his cars, and he's still that much faster. So it's pretty wild that you have such a major difference in one turn. Then you multiply yeah. that by 60 laps or whatever right. they're going to do, right? Yeah, They're going to be like, if nothing bad happens, no reliability or anything, should be like him and Sergio, I think, are going to be up there one, two, um, more than likely. But what I'm kind of excited to see is Fernando Alonso yeah. coming up and maybe challenging Lewis Hamilton, George Russell and, and Charles Leclerc, which would yeah, be, be awesome. like awesome to see this like elder statesman, like, you know, in the car that has been dog shit. Exactly. Almost backwards the last couple of years. Yeah. So it's, it's wild to see, but, um, you know, I think Mercedes is suffering a couple of things. Uh, I think the cost cap is something that, they literally like spent their way to success they just, in the past. They throw, throw money at it. Well, we didn't throw money at it. We didn't yeah. get another engineer. Get a yep. get a better get another guy. Get and someone else in can't. here to figure it out. Yeah. And now they can't. But on top of that, they had a massive brain drain because so many people left Mercedes. Like the guy who's running Williams now is uh, a former like head of development over at Mercedes. Right. And. Uh, and and you know Red Bull poached a bunch of people for the engine division and yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we'll have to talk about the Ford thing um, next time. We're almost out of time for me, but the, sure, the whole yeah. Ford engines. Like I, I like what the hell? Like they're making their own powertrain. They were Honda, but now they're going to Ford in twenty six. Like so that's something we need to you know, note note down. Like I, I don't know the whole story, or I don't. I mean read enough to understand it <laughs> maybe it's, have a better understanding. Honestly, it just seems super weird, and I think that like Ford being a legacy automotive manufacturer, they're just looking at it like, well, F1's like the big, one of the biggest sports in the world. Now we yeah. need to advertise, like we're going to advertise like doing this and it's cool. I guess the guy, uh, Jim Farley, funny story that that guy is cousins with Chris Farley from oh, really? Saturday night live. The, wow. Yeah. It's kind of funny, but, um, uh, I, I, it just seems like a marketing thing, and they're just gonna yeah. give them a bunch of money. But and and they're saying that, but they were, it was it was just it was Honda. Now it was Honda. This and Honda engineers were gonna help with it, but then now it's fully all of a sudden Ford. <laughs> like what the? Fuck? Well, no matter I, what, I Honda wasn't committing to 2026 regulations. Gotcha. Like Honda is like a co-sponsor helping out, but they're not gonna be the engine supplier in 2026. Mm. The engine supplier is we'll gonna be Red, be Bull. Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. And Ford is just slapping their name on it. And they're saying, we're going to assist the team with our electric car technology with batteries and motors. Yeah, and I I'm did like, catch that. I need to watch that because they talked like about it a little bit, are, I think. 
like they should be worried about going out of business to test them <laughs> at the end of the day. Like, but honestly, with, yeah, I mean, but Ford was the only ones that made it through the crisis and with, without loans, they're not doing too bad. Yeah, yeah, I they mean, they too are, many bad decisions. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, whew, yeah, it's it's yeah, a it's weird, different. it's a yeah, weird thing. But like, tons sure. of people of foreign sponsorship into F one, you know, dude. Crazy. It's it's crazy. But, like, money Graham dropped what eighteen or twenty million for title sponsor Haas, which is it was just cool. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the uh, I think Haas has said that like the budget cap has really helped them out and they can yeah. make this work. They're able to sell the sponsorship, they're super popular, you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff. So I had to buy um, a two hundred dollar sensor, two hundred fifty dollar sensor. <laughs> 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 is that the f1 upcharge <laughs> get an I, f1 t-shirt yeah oh yeah i know uh this is just kind of wild but um yeah so start of the season man yeah I'm excited. It's, it's exciting i have things to look forward to on the weekends now so. yeah right yeah it <laughs> did 20, i mean the time that time flew by it did yeah there's 20 uh 23 races this year three in the united states yeah um so that should be pretty cool um you got to be working your contacts there in vegas to get us something so uh well i, I was telling my wife uh, well she'll go too i'm like i'm going to vegas i'll be in vegas for it. like that's almost for sure yeah that's a big grand's prep week because we have a lot of prep here yeah um, so if everything's like under control then i'm going to vegas and uh, you yeah. know I'll just I'll, I'll go wander around the fucking streets or figure it out you know because i mean it's all it's in the streets you know <laughs> so uh I'll, I'll be banging on my guy hard like to start start uh figuring something out for us because before he's like oh, i'm not too worried about it but now he's a little more into it now and he's going to monaco for the grand prix yeah, yeah, DJ yeah work with ferrari so i think he'll get a little more into it yeah and then i think he'll be sold so that's what yeah. that's what i'm hoping for because he's got the money to buy like you know we can buy ten thousand dollar tickets would be a fucking nothing nothing to him. <laughs> like literally nothing like, like, yeah. like my birthday party costs over 20 grand so he's like dropping the fucking hat but they were talking about like uh how popular it is now in the united states and, and the yeah. viewership is crazy and um they just view it as like this huge untapped market you know you have yeah you have all kinds of people who never listened or watched your product before all these 300 million eyes that have never cared yeah. you know two shits about it yeah. um and now you just captured that all because of netflix yeah know? insane i wonder all, what all the monetary stuff is there like how much more money is it how much money is it like how much money in netflix you know sell like I, i'd love to see some some data on just how much yeah you know how much viewership is increased how much you know income that is brought you know what is espn paying for the rights and you know, just all that and I, I, I haven't watched it yet but that the people who made the netflix series went and created exactly the same series for golf i heard it was really good call full swing i haven't yeah. watched that yet i heard it was um, good and then there's another one i guess for tennis and they're, they're like following the same model like oh this recipe worked like let's keep yeah. on going down this line let's you know? get everybody involved in this sport and this sport so i mean the money I mean, here's what we did for f1 so uh you know so uh, pga what do you what, what do you want to buy this you know buy this uh documentary yeah. for <laughs> yeah i mean that's because they're already getting youthful like let's get more youthful let's get more eyes yeah i mean yeah that's 100 like they they found a recipe they found a recipe that works and now they're like we're gonna run this shit out and and just make it happen everywhere yeah yeah yeah. on stuff so um so we can go i know for the next what do we do we do three to six weeks we've got uh march for us we got bakersfield next week and then two weeks after that is oregon but i may be going to taiwan We'll have several F1 races to go over for that, and uh, yeah, you'll have you'll have your bike developed a little more. 
Yeah, for sure. I think by that time I'll have the bike like done with pictures and things like that. But I still, I got to wait for it to be out in the magazine. Um, oh, you're going to wait. I would say because that could be one of the big ones, one of the big, like your California gearing. <laughs> yeah, it might end up being like uh, in the, you know, though, like one of the next two episodes or something so like that. Possibly. Podcast versus who reads pull. I, I don't know that would really matter. It might be if you released it early. Might not really matter that much, you know. I don't know if they would like. I don't think that they would like that if if I did that. Oh, pull. But, um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I want to give just them... fishing for just fishing for content, man. <laughs> yeah, we got plenty. That's fine. Um, yeah, we will. We will actually that time. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think you know it's pretty good. Good talking to you. I mean, yeah, for sure. Seems like uh, everything will be swinging up here pretty soon for you in the springtime. Things will yeah. be getting warmer. You'll be back on the road. Uh, yeah, need to dry out again. a little bit. The road, the road doesn't stop, thankfully. So the nationals kind of keep everything funded. But yeah, we can't just lose you know a whole city income. <laughs> like one of the biggest, one of the biggest cities you know BMX in the nation. You know we yeah. we need that. You know so we, sure, we bank on it. Whoa, whoa, all kinds of technical issues right now. What's going on, man? I, I closed the window and now it's just messing around. But anyways, yep, I got to run. Right, to go. I'll talk to you. It was good. Right, Episode ten, RT podcast. Signing off. Later. All right. See you later, bud. <laughs>